Listen up. It's now time for Mark's Side of the Ring. The pro wrestling podcast where three marks. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Discuss pro wrestling like it's real. And now, here's Dick Ford. And Hogan, you big ball son of a bitch, kiss my ass! Joey Vegas. And Mike Madness. Oh, yeah! This is Mark's side of the ring. I'm Dick Ford. I am joined by the one, the only, Joey Vegas. I am here. Yes, yes, yes. Just as the intro said, also, Mike Madness is here as well. Mike. I am back, gentlemen, ready to go. So it is a big week. I mean, well, it's a big week. It used to be a huge week for us when we watched the WWE, but it's WrestleMania week. Man, it was the biggest show of the year. It still is, I guess, in some respects. And I remember as a kid getting just absolutely jacked up the weekend of WrestleMania. Like that Friday night, knowing that we're just two nights away from WrestleMania, and I was going to be watching it on pay-per-view. Uh, not on a black box like Mag- like Mike Madness used to watch it, but... On real pay-per-view. It was the biggest event for me as a kid. It was bigger than the Super Bowl. It was bigger than the World Series. It was WrestleMania. Mike Madness. It is officially WrestleMania week as the, in modern times, move towards WrestleMania 38. Because it's a year younger than us. Mike, your thoughts on what WrestleMania week meant to you, because I know it doesn't mean the same anymore. No, unfortunately it doesn't. But, you know, it was always the most anticipated, other than the Royal Rumble for me, most anticipated of the year. Uh, I, I really liked, there was a certain point, I think like in the early 2010s or so, they started adding in the Hall of Fame and all that. I really liked the whole weekend, how it kind of went together. Um, but as a kid, man, other than the Royal Rumble, I tell you, nothing better. Vegas? Uh, yes. The Royal Rumble was probably my favorite, just just the way because it was different as a kid, you know, with the 30 superstars and stuff. It was just different. But WrestleMania, definitely, the hype was real as a kid. Um, I, too, had to purchase it. Uh, I had to beg my parents to purchase because they were like, $40 for, for a wrestling? That's stupid. <laughs> so I had to tell them, listen, I'll give you my allowance money. And then when I got older, I had... Uh, you know, birthday money, stuff like that to give them. So I would I would pay for it myself. Mike Madness obviously liked the illegal stream. Good for you. You saved some money. Uh, but this week, it's still special, but it's not as hyped uh, as it once, once was. Yeah, I yeah. actually watched Monday Night Raw last night. I'm sorry. It was, um, yeah. It was WrestleMania Raw is how they were plugging it. And uh, I watched it last night. And, uh, yeah, there was uh, 32 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show. I sat there from 5 
until 8 p.m. Pacific time. And there's about 32 minutes of wrestling. And there's only about three or four good promos. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, I walked away with uh, a feeling that I wasted three hours of my life. But I'm going back on Friday. I'm going to watch SmackDown. That'll only be wasting two hours of my life. And uh, I'm going to give it a whirl on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, because now WrestleMania is two nights because somebody else did it, so we had to copy that. So now WrestleMania is, is two nights. So uh, I'm going to give them a shot Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to watch it. Um, madness. I don't didn't know they, why. But didn't they I'm, start that two night stuff because of the uh, shutdown pandemic thing? No, or did they, they, no, they shut off? it down because um, they would do one night of 14 matches and it would take eight hours. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. I or, remember that. Yeah, or you can copy what New Japan did and do it in two nights and sell two houses and potentially make double the money because the people that travel for WrestleMania are still going to be there. So Mm -hmm. it's a smart business move. And, um, you know, somebody else did it first. I mean, that's just the facts of life. So, uh, yeah, this year's two nights. I know Stone Cold Steve Austin is on the first night. So right? I'm going to be watching well, for they, that. Did they say that for yeah. sure? Because yeah, yeah. I, I heard they haven't decided which night it was on. It was on the graphics. Was it night one? Yeah. yeah. There's all night last night for all the graphics. They gave us when, what night's going to be on what night. Um, Roman's on, uh, Roman and Lesnar's on the second night. Mm-hmm. Charlotte and Rhonda is on uh, Saturday. And Austin and Owens is on Saturday. And that's all I really paid attention to. So Stone Cold's going to be there, Madness. Does that intrigue you at all to watch? Now, granted, he's not wrestling. Um, He's being interviewed on the KO show, but he is going to be the glass will shatter. Yeah. On Saturday night. It's enticing. You know, Stone Cold still must see TV. That just shows you how strong that character was. What what is that? 25 years ago, it started up, Mm -hmm. you know? And more than that, and they were still excited to see him more than anybody else on this card. And and like you were saying before, with it being two nights, I remember the pre-show would start around four o'clock my time central, and we we it would go till midnight. Yeah, and it was like holy shit, we gotta you know break this up a little bit here. But, yeah, so I mean that's what they're doing now. They're breaking it up. They're definitely breaking it up. Uh, the the I have a problem with this whole Stone Cold Kevin Owens thing. Is it's not. You have said 8,000 times that it has been 19 years since Stone Cold has wrestled at WrestleMania. This is the first time in 19 years he will be at WrestleMania to wrestle. And then he doesn't have a wrestling match. You're lying to the fans. You're bullshitting the fans, and I have a huge problem with that. He's been to WrestleMania since then. Oh, yeah, yeah. So don't say 19 years. I think that I think that they're going to either just McMahon's just going to forget about it, or Stone Cold decided afterwards, "Hey, I don't want to wrestle, whatever." Or I think they'll actually have a match. It's going to start out maybe as an interview, but I think they can put it into a—I mean, not a long match, obviously, but a quick match. Um, you know, where Stone Cold can actually wrestle, get a few moves off. Kevin Owens, you know, will go for the stunner and counter. Blah blah blah. Have a nice day. But no, I think it's going to be. It's not going to be a match. There'll be no bell ringing. 
But it will end in a stunner. Well, obviously. It will end in a stunner, but there won't be a wrestling match. Because they say it's supposed to be a match. Like that, like I, I'm no, listening not to now. It's not, but I'm listening to Busted Open. I'm listening to other uh, outlets, and they send that they're building it as a match. They're saying yes, the KO show, but everybody's assuming there will be some sort of match. The bell will ring. Stone Cold will will uh, probably lose, or if they're gonna do it to make the fans happy, he will win. Um, but you know, well, the biggest, the biggest. Um, intrigue and, and madness probably doesn't even know this. He's going to be learning this, and and I know we're not normally a show that deals with the modern day stuff, but uh, it is WrestleMania week. So please, please, just let us have this few moments here. But the big intrigue going into the weekend is Seth freaking Rollins has a mystery opponent, and the collective seems to think that it's going to be Cody Rhodes going back to WWE because he didn't learn the first time. So now he's going <laughs> to go back thinking it's going to be different, just like it was different for John Morrison. So uh, the only guy that's ever been different for, by the way, was Drew McIntyre. He was the only guy that came back and was a bigger star. Anytime the guys come back, McMahon still sees them in the same position and then they never get above it. But, for Cody's sake and that stupid tattoo on his neck, I hope it works out. So the big question mark, intrigue, suspense, is not whether Austin's going to fight or Austin's not going to fight. But it is, really, is Cody going to be Seth Rollins' mystery opponent? They taped, they did a, a, a vignette where Rollins went into McMahon's office and McMahon said, I'm going to give you a match at WrestleMania. Rollins said, who's my opponent? McMahon says, you're not going to find out until you're standing in the ring. So we won't know who it is until Rollins is standing in the ring. It could be Goldberg, like Joey Vegas said on Twitter. It's going to be The Undertaker or Goldberg. It could be Undertaker, like Joey Vegas has said on Twitter and just now. But the heavy rumor and innuendo is it's going to be Cody, who's going to... Give it another go for the old Gipper there. Uh, madness. Cody's arrival in WWE, his return. Does that intrigue you at all in, 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 to watch the product? No, I can be honest with you, not necessarily. Uh, not as much as a mystery opponent intrigues me still. I still am a, a hard mark for a good mystery opponent. Even if I don't give a shit about the match, I'm like, you know what? A mystery? I'm going to watch this. And then, you know what? What sucks is it usually becomes very disappointing. But uh, Cody, you know, let's see what happens again. I don't think he's going to get whatever push he's looking for. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. I know I won't be watching, but you, you keep me informed on what Cody does over there. I don't know what night that is. They did not tell us, or if they did, I missed it. So if you're listening to this episode and it's before WrestleMania and you want to help me out, let me know because um, I didn't catch it. And uh, I will let you know, Madness, uh, when that's going to happen. So maybe you can help. You can even flip it on and watch it. But I'm going to watch it two nights. I saw on... The uh, DirecTV pay-per-view, each night costs you $34.95 if you want to buy it on a traditional pay-per-view. So they cut the regular price in half, and you could buy both nights for base, for $35. So it's good for those who live in areas where they don't have very good internet 
Um, believe it or not, WWE still sells a good amount of pay-per-views on, on, on traditional pay-per-view, uh, even though you can get it on Peacock I, for five bucks or whatever. I think it's going to be very hard to get pay-per-view buys for this because unless you're in an international market that doesn't have the network for some reason, because one, they're showing it in theaters. Just like AEW. They took after AEW. They're showing it in theaters. Also, every Dave and Buster's in the country is going to be able to, to do it for free. Plus, you have the network. So if I'm I'm not paying $34 per night, what I'm either... In, what if you live in an area where you don't have any of that? So you're telling me you don't have a movie theater, you don't have a Dave and Buster's, you, you're not going to spend $10 for the month to watch two nights of WrestleMania? Well, no, I mean, if you don't have a good street, if you don't have good internet, you physically can't you know, you well, no, there's no point in you to order it. I'm telling you, they still sell a pretty good amount of pay-per-views. People are still buying pay-per-view. Well, I know they're still buying, but so, I don't think they're going to buy through DirecTV. Or, I think I think it'll be pretty low for the actual buys. Maybe, maybe I'll buy my first pay-per-view for the fun of it. I, I missed my black box. <laughs> I had it, at the, and I had it at the perfect time. I get, we got it installed in 1992. And it went digital and was defunct by 2002. You, you have you have the network. Facts. You don't you don't need to. Oh, I was just going to say it so <laughs> I can say I finally bought a fucking pay per view, which <laughs> yeah. I've never paid a I've never paid a dime for a pay per view yeah. in my life. And Boxing, still wrestling, not. nothing. Still hey. won't. I mean, I it's currently right. buy AEW pay per views. I don't obviously buy WWE pay per views, but um, if you Teach were going own. to buy it, Teach own. if you, you were like going to buy it. What would you buy? What night would you buy? Would you buy Roman Lesnar Sunday, or would you buy Austin Owens Saturday, knowing that it's not a match? I'd still go with the Austin Owens. I mean, I'm, I don't care about Roman Reigns at all. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I care about Lesnar. I don't really care about about yeah. Reigns either, but I care about Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd still rather see Stone Cold That's personally. True. But. Same. I I could really care less about either of them. To be honest, Stone Cold. If he's not going to have a match, I, I don't really care. You don't care about. You don't want to no. hear the gla- the glass shattering. Is like so. Here's the thing. It's it's Austin did that one Raw show, that reunion show, but they were in the Performance Center, so it was Austin with no fans uh-huh. in 2020 when he did a comeback when he came back for one of those shows. So that doesn't really that doesn't really count. Hearing the glass shatter and, you know, a legit 60,000. I know Vince will probably tell us 80, but there will be at least 60, 70,000 people there legitimately. Uh, hearing that place go banana, I mean, that's, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, that's a moment. No. And we're all about moments. It's not a moment. It's, it's, not? it's not a moment because he's already done this numerous times. He is he, he's retired and come back. But you don't know when it's going to be his last it, time. Does, okay, but as long as he's on God's green earth and he seems to be in decent health, again, we never know. But he could come back next year at WrestleMania. He won't because The Rock will probably come back. But he's already done this. If he was coming back for a match, first of all, if he, they should have announced him for a match. Give it a, a five minute squash, half you know, stunner, go home happy. If you was that would have gained at least ten thousand people in the stadium for that night. I guarantee you that would have at least more people. But you're gonna have just him on the KO show, okay? Like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll see it, I'll watch it, but it's not a draw. It doesn't make me want to do it if I didn't want to do it. Give me a match. Give me a match since nineteen years to be in the ring to face Kevin Owens. 
instead of giving me this BS KO show, right. he's going to get pissed. He's going to stun him. I mean, all this talk, he does a promo. KO does a promo. Austin comes and answers his, his challenge on his ranch in an ATV. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't care if it's – and Stone Cold even says, I don't care if it's an interview. I don't care if it's a match. I don't care if it's an ass whooping. Whatever, I'm bringing two cans of whoop-ass. Well, if he's bringing two cans of whoop-ass interviewing in the middle of the ring, you know what's going to already happen. So it brings no intrigue whatsoever to me. Not at all. All Give me a match. We're good. Otherwise, I have no interest in seeing it. All right. WrestleMania is two nights, Saturday, Sunday. Vegas has no interest. We have interest, In that match. The rest of us have a little bit of it. There's three matches that are okay, and there's four matches on night two that are okay. The rest are crap. They're fillers. Nobody gives a crap. It's another it's another crap WWE pay per view, honestly. It's Unless seven, you just said seven matches sound decent. That's seven matches you just said. Yeah, sound decent. Put them all. Put them all. Yeah, put them all on one night, like an AEW pay per view that's absolutely stacked, except for maybe the one women's match uh, that uh, Ford goes and takes a bathroom break on. Other than that, I enjoy the women's matches. He doesn't. He's a sexist, but that's fine. That's uh, true. Yeah, so that's fine. But give me all on one night, maybe on a Saturday night. Build it up, have a great time, but two nights, it's a little much. It I think is a little the rest much. WrestleMania has become too much of the spectacle of it all. It's more like, it's like, now it's like a bunch of people, the, the, the guys that are in there now and the girls, it's like a bunch of people who know they're at WrestleMania and they're just like, ah, I'm just happy to fucking be here at this point. It, it's, uh-huh. And they, they forced these WrestleMania moments too now. It was like a thing before, it happened organically. It was just like, oh, something that, that was going to go down. They called it that. Now they're like, pushing it when's my wrestlemania moment gonna happen like they like i deserve one like we have to try to get one yeah i mean because because it's two nights and we live in an era where we want to get everyone on the card so it's not like oh it's not like the good old days include everybody uh you know and then they end up just putting everybody in some 20-man battle royal and <laughs> try to fill up everybody give their give everyone their payday yeah i think that i think there's like what six tag matches yeah like, there's a, I, don't, I don't know how many but they I mean, but they have they have all those tag te- i mean they have two sets of tag team titles you know yeah but they're not even but only two of them are for the tag team titles the other four or three are not titled no nothing does anything you have the internet you have the the champions the intercontinental champion in tag matches the intercontinental champion is not even on the i mean u.s champion sorry yeah is it a tag match it's a sad state of affairs yeah that tells you right there not even in a title match wrestlemania is for title matches every title should be on the line at wrestlemania but the two titles intercontinental and u.s nobody cares about anymore Vince might as well throw him in the toilet. You know why? You know why? You know what they did to the titles that diminished the shit out of them? Some of those, the Intercontinental and U.S. is that they put them on the pre-show. Like when you take your titles and you put them on a pre-show, you're just you're just devaluing the title. It's not important enough to be on the pay-per-view. So once they started doing that with titles, and I mean they've ruined belts at this point. They're props. Yeah, they're they've definitely have not done a good enough job of of keeping any kind of value or um, perceived value. And uh, they demonstrated that on Monday night when the Intercontinental Champion lost in under two minutes clean in the middle uh, on a, not in a non-title match. He can't even win title. He can't even win, can't even defend the title. Uh, they beat him in under two minutes. So, yeah, I mean, they haven't cared about those titles in a very long time. So that is um, nothing new there. So if you 
are, you know, watching WWE and you want to, you know, care about the titles, don't because they don't. So there's really no point. Um, the only titles they care about is the WWE title and the Universal title. And they're all the going to be one. The only titles, this. the only titles they care about are those replica titles they sell on WWE shops, so you nerds can wear them to the arena when you go to the show. Oh my God, they are the biggest nerds when they buy those belts and they bring those belts. Oh my God, I can't stand that shit. Oh, I can't I believe it. What are you walking around with some trophy you bought, you fucking shithead? Like, come on. What are you doing here? It's always, it's always some guy in a big football jersey, too. He's uh, screaming at everyone, spilling beer on himself. Uh, I, I won my belt. Dick, Dick Ford and myself, when we were in New York for that WrestleMania, we didn't go to it, but we were there. We went to a lot of other different shows. And that one guy at the uh, MLW show uh, that sat, sat in a row, he had like three different belts. And everybody's coming up to him and saying, oh, dude, that's awesome. Can I see? Can I take a picture? And I'm just thinking like this guy. Like, <laughs> you, you got four replica piece of crap belts. Mm-hmm. The only time I'd get a belt is if it was an actual good replica made by somebody to put it in like a trophy case. Not a replica. It had to be like an authentic. Well, that's what I meant. Like, yes. s- like one, you know, you see those people on, on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. They have like a wall of, of belts from all the different companies. Like, that would be kind of cool. Like putting them on display. Yes. You don't carry it around with you at nope. Monday Night Raw. Like that, I mean, I can understand buying the belt and putting the belt on display. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I can understand that. I can understand being a collectible guy, a collectible collector, and you collecting titles that were maybe used in different companies. And I'm sure Conrad's got a bunch of titles that are actually used from different companies. Like that I can understand and putting them on display. The part though, the problem that I have with the titles is when you throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier and you go to Monday Night Raw and you're sitting in the you're sitting in the seat and I'm watching the TV and you're on the hard camera and you're look, you're carrying around the universal title all night. Jesus. I mean, it just seems also kind of annoying to like have to bring that shit with. It's like bringing a small child with that's dead or something. It's like, <laughs> I just throw this dead kid over my shoulder. And, <laughs> you know? All right. You it, think about it. it is, like we said, it is WrestleMania week. So this show generally will focus on the past, the past, the glory days when, when people actually cared, uh, when Vince actually cared about championships. We've given modern day now 22 minutes of this show. It's too much. Yeah. 22 minutes. 22 minutes too much, but yeah. So, Mike Madness gave us a, a list of things that he wanted us to come up with for this show. And then we kind of decided that we were just going to kind of wing it, wing it. But I think we could come up with our three favorite WrestleManias on a a collective. I think we could do that. Now, now there's at least two that have to be in a top three, right? I think so. I think if you're thinking of the same two as me. And what are you thinking? Uh, One of them has got to be WrestleMania 17 or X seven, you know, I think that's I think that still to this day holds up as the best WrestleMania. I don't think we need to argue that at this point. I think that all three of us would probably agree. No, I I mean it's very hard to argue 
against that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. And then I'm sure the other one you're thinking of would be, <clears throat> excuse me, WrestleMania three. WrestleMania three was also a doozy. I like, I really liked the 30. 30's up there. I, I think that that can be one. I don't recall the entire card. I know it was a Daniel Bryan show. Uh, I always I always link that WrestleMania though to the death of the Ultimate Warrior. Um, yes, so it's a, it's a little bit of a uh, it has a little bit. Even though he went to the Hall of Fame that year and had that great speech and, and his family was there and all, uh, you know, it's still memorable. But you got a point, Dick Ford. WrestleMania. If you were picking a top three, uh, you know, WrestleMania 30 is a contender for there. Uh, and you. You know, WrestleMania three is another contender, and we don't even have to come up with like a, a solid list. We could just spitball here, and 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 you know, people that listen can come back with their with their opinions. But Re- WrestleMania three could be on that list. You, mm-hmm. you know, the Hogan Andre match from a technical standpoint was horrible, right? Like it was. It was legendary for what, what sports entertainment is. It's the it's the bald blonde hero slamming the big smelly giant down yes. to the. Yeah. Sticky mat, and it had also had Savage Steamboat. Of course, everybody loves that match, which was just tremendous. Crazy mm-hmm. to believe that it was all written down on paper. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it like this, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's you know, you could pick moments from other, you know, WrestleManias like. There were big moments in other manias. McMahon getting his head shaved by Trump uh, at Ford Field. The number escapes me. Uh, You know, Cena's first title win, I think, was at a WrestleMania against uh, JBL. Um, uh, Razor against HBK from WrestleMania 10. So there's, there's a bunch of other... And I really can't even think of any other iconic moments off the top of my head other than what we've already talked about. Pretty much any WrestleMania that happened in Chicago, I think, is the top uh, top one or two for me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you have Savage <laughs> Tournament 4. Mm-hmm. Savage's crowning moment, even though that WrestleMania is looked at as not very good. I don't think That's that a- was good all... In the I, scheme of complete cards, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys when we get there though, most underrated WrestleManias, like ones that don't get a lot of hype, but you thought were really good. Like maybe they're not the best ones ever, but like you know, hey, this one kind of gets shit on a lot, and you know, just because Joey Vegas said it, WrestleMania four is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I'm not going to throw it and argue to put it in the top three of all time for whatever reason. And I know it's a big tournament, but man, when your favorite all time is Macho Man Randy Savage and he showcases four, he gets showcased four matches in there. You got the Bret Hart uh, babyface turn with the Battle Royal. The Warrior showed up in there. He had demolition. It was, I loved that event. I don't know what it was. Bob Euchre was running around trying to find Vanna White. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me, but I, WrestleMania 4 would be my most underrated WrestleMania that, that doesn't get enough uh, hype. Is WrestleMania 4 when Andre had his hand on Euchre? 
It was either three or four because I think Euchre was at both of those. So and he I made the remember. joke and he's like, can you get your foot off my shoulder? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, did yeah. he strangle him? Yeah. Off my shoulder. I think that was WrestleMania three if I had to guess because uh, Euchre had back-to-back uh, WrestleManias there. And, uh, Anything and Bob Euchre does is just right. great. And, and don't forget, uh, you know, you know who was on camera the whole time in uh, WrestleMania four most of the time? Oh, Donald Trump. Jay Trump. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to look at Donald Trump for three and a half hours? Sitting front, sit front row. <laughs> I mean, a young you Trump. Know, young, young a, Trump. A, a svelte, a more svelte, younger, yeah. less orange, less uh, orange Trump. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he definitely so, yeah. was not orange. He was there. He got into the show. He was. He was. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. How about five? Five's. You know, I watched five recently. I think it's rated at right where it needs to be. I think it's a fine WrestleMania. I, I think it's, there's nothing bad about it. There's nothing super memorable about it. It was a good event. Uh, the mega powers explode. Uh, you know, Hogan had to get his redemption because he had to be there in the end in WrestleMania four up Savage's ass while he's trying to have his big moment. And of course, Hogan's in the ring still, you know, trying to grab Miss Elizabeth's ass and, and, and Randy Savage's dick. And when just to stroke his own ego, but you know, I love Hulk Hogan. Don't get me wrong, but, he had to be there. He must pose, brother. Uh, Hogan Slaughter. Yeah, WrestleMania Seven. You're talking. Yeah, you know, you I know. Mean, I'll tell you that was one of the, be- the Ultimate Warriors' best matches. It was on that card against Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember watching that card on, on that show on pay per view. Going back as an adult now, you could tell when Hogan's going to slice himself open. You could, you could see him do it. <laughs> right. When he cuts himself. Uh, yeah, Flair Savage. What mania was that, eight? WrestleMania eight. Yeah. Great, great match. That was great at the match. Hoosier Dome, right? Hoosier Dome. Another yeah. great match on that card would have been Bret Hart and uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Both uh, yeah. both Intercontinental matches title, right? Bit, yep, yep. But he hit him with the belt and all that. Or he brought the belt out, was going to hit him. And, you know, it looked like they were both baby faces at the time. And it was a good it was a good angle that they had. It played it off that Royal Rumble win from the Mountie. And, uh yeah, I enjoyed that. They both matches had blood in them too, Flair and uh, Hart. I believe both uh, bled all over the place in that. It seems a little rare for that era, for that era uh, to see blood in two matches, in my opinion. Yeah, well, if it involved Flair, it probably involves blood, <laughs> right? Um, ten, I'm thinking uh, ten was also. Um, Lawrence Taylor, right? No, it was 11. No, it was 11. 11 was Lawrence Taylor. I actually consider that one of the worst world, uh, yeah. uh, WrestleManias. Yeah. It's terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. You have a football player in the main event. I don't uh, know why I thought it was 10, because they were in New York in 10. That's why yeah. I thought they did Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor in 10, but no, it was 11. Right. And that was uh, that was a disaster, WrestleMania. Nothing good happened there. Uh-uh. I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking as you guys are going through that, you guys are way better at bringing these things off the top of your head. <laughs> Dick Ford's like, I, I remember us having a cigar one time, and I'm literally asking him random main events. What's the main event of WrestleMania 15? Literally, he named five in a row main events. And if he wasn't, he was one year off, and then he got it the second time when I said, nope, he got it. Yeah. Like, you guys are ridiculous, but I'm thinking if since it's, you know, 20, 30, you know, probably well, less than 20 years uh, or so since we were kids. I'm thinking, will kids now 
that are watching these WrestleManias, obviously we don't necessarily watch the product, but kids watching these WrestleManias in the 30s, WrestleMania 30 and, and, and more, are they going to remember it in 20 years as as you guys do? And I remember it too, but you guys are just, you know, rain men when it comes to uh, bringing up specific main events for every WrestleMania. My answer to that is I don't think so because I can't think of any WrestleMania big moments that have happened in the past five years other than the Undertaker. And that wasn't five years, but Undertaker streak was huge being broken. That was eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, but but like other than that, like what has happened other than maybe a celebrity appearance or something that the kids may remember? That's it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be so much what they remember from the shows. If they're gonna look back on this fondly, it has nothing to do with what with what the product was. It has to do with their memory of it growing up. So they're gonna look back at John Cena as we look back at Hulk Hogan. Some people, or some people are gonna look at Roman Reigns like, oh, remember him, and then. That's just a generational way it is. If they watched it, they're going to remember it like like we do. But they just got fucked because they had to watch this crap, and we got the good shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you know when you always look back on things from your childhood uh, with a warm heart, and it makes you warm and fuzzy. And uh, kids that are kids now, uh, if they stay fans, which I mean that's the hard part is 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 keeping them. If they stay fans, they're going to look back at this these times, this era, and they're going to remember it fondly because it was from their childhood. Now, we got lucky because our childhoods were boom periods. Our teenage years were boom periods, and we got lucky. These kids now, they're not going to get those kind of boom periods where they didn't have to be ashamed to be a wrestling fan because they didn't have to worry about getting picked on. You know, uh, it's not... It's the it's 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 just it's like everything else. It's just different, but they're gonna look at it. They're gonna look back fondly. Cena's their Hogan. Reigns is their Hogan. Um, you know, Reigns is their Austin. But um, yeah, I think they will look back on it just like we do. We just happen to look back on it, and it was a boom period when everybody was a fan. It's a little right. different for us. Exactly, exactly. And there'll probably be more of us than there are of them growing up. I don't know how, how many viewers they have these days. I'm not so sure. but Well, definitely not as much as they had back then. No. That's, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, they're going to look back yeah. and go, wow, remember when 2 million people watched Monday Night Raw? <laughs> and we look back, we're like, remember when 6, 7, people, 7 million people watched Monday Night Raw? So it's a little exactly. different in that regard. And 6, 7 million people Absolutely. watched Nitro? Yeah. I mean, it's, a little, it's yeah, exactly. We had uh, we had two dueling uh, companies going, and they were drawing those ratings. Yeah, you know, you know, WWE's got no uh, competition right now on Monday night. So, or whatever else, Smack, whatever nights they've thrown SmackDown to Friday. So let's let's we were gonna do we're gonna watch two matches. We better get on this because we're already thirty four minutes in. Let's are we gonna do more of the. Uh, there's questions that I had for you. Yeah, but I wanted to get a ma- let's get a match going. We could do them while we while we watch. All right, let's do that. So we want to watch the first match is and um, you know I the big the big the, the, the match that really started it all was obviously that the main event ta- uh, tag match in WrestleMania one. That was the match that you know pretty much saved the company. If it wasn't for that match, McMahon, you know, as you've heard through the years. And, you know, I don't know how much of it's actual true, how much of it become folklore that he wagered everything on WrestleMania one. 
So if that's really indeed the case, and he really did, then that tag match should be one of those matches that really makes or breaks, you know, the WWF and WrestleMania. But instead, we're going to watch the match that sent the WWF into a new stratosphere, which would be WrestleMania 3. The Hogan-Andre match that, you know, they probably weren't too sure if they were going to be able to sell the place out. They do. They did. 93,000 is the gimmick number. I think it was more like 78 or something like that. But uh, let's watch Hogan-Andre, March 29, 1987. It's the 35th anniversary as we record this show on March 29, 2022. I am at two hours, 39 minutes, and 33 seconds. Is that where you're at, Madness? I'm here, same spot. Okay. So I'll go three, two, one, then we'll hit play, okay? Sounds good. All right. Three, two, one, play. And there's uh here comes Andre. I love the ring. I loved the moving ring. Oh, the, those little rings that would yes. carry them off to the, to the big ring. Oh, I loved them. Like ants to the queen or the queen bee of sorts. Oh. And they're already throwing garbage at Andre. Uh, <laughs> his knees are shot. He's a shell of his former self. Don't watch any of his New Japan stuff and then watch this, Andre, because this Andre is completely different. And to answer your question, 85000 were paid here. Oh, that's, the number's eighty-five. That That's that's what the do, consensus is. Okay. Do, do they have, do we know the real number of this? I know that you said it was paid, and it's advertised 93000 It was 85 I would assume it. It's right. It's probably close to eighty-five. If that's not the, the you might get some comps in there. It's but. not going to be the exact number because nothing's going to be even like that. But I would think it's right around eighty-five, the legit number. Yeah. The the, the best part is is that you look at it and you're like, yeah, there could be ninety-three thousand people there. Is that what they do? Is that what Vince does? He's like, yeah, just check the number up about oh, yeah. eight to ten. Yes. <laughs> but see, now they can't. No, yes, they can. They still do. They yes, still they, do. Yes, they but don't know you mean they don't say no, they can't. They can't. There are no. There are websites right now. If there's it, there's a, a actually a Twitter handle um, that you can actually get the exact number of tickets purchased. Yeah, of course. Yes. But I'm saying, but they're still gonna. Vince oh, is still oh. gonna jack the number up. Oh, he is definitely gonna jack the yeah. number up. You just said he can't. I'm like, well, he's no, he's gonna to. jack it up, but no one's gonna believe him because no, there are yes. actual proof. Well, yes, but it's but the Twitter crowd is very small compared to like the actual fans. So well, there will be people that will believe. Well, yes, the media still believes there's 93,000 people in the stadium here. Yeah. Well, if if anything, over the two days is, I, I would say. Right now, there was. I would assume there's going to be about sixty-two thousand, give or take, each night. That's it. You're not. And if he says it's, you know, he won't say anything till the second night, obviously, because they're going to combine it, you know, to say over one hundred and forty thousand, probably. If there's sixty thousand people there, Vince is going to probably kick it up this time. This show, these shows. We'll probably see his biggest fake increase. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I, I'm guessing that Vince's number is going to be anywhere from 80 to 85 a night. That's my guess right now. We should write these down. And we should, we should, we should revisit <laughs> this and see who's closest. 
Why didn't Hogan take the uh, little mini scooter ring down to the big ring? Because he's, he's Hulk Hogan. Down. He's just got to walk down and do that thing with his hand and finger. Yes, of course. You wouldn't want him on that cart. Absolutely not. Would have been cool to see the Ultimate Warrior in that cart. Well, they did no, that at WrestleMania that 6. That's against, his, the, that's against his gimmick. Nah, he could shake the ropes the whole way, man. No one's ever seen that before. He's hold on <laughs> to both sides and just shake the ropes like, <laughs> like he's on speed. How good, I'm reminded, how good is Bobby the Brain Heenan just as a manager, as a commentator? You know, he's he's the best. He's one of the, he's the one of the best voices. I've always said, you know, we like to do Mount Rushmore's on the show, you know, what we do is our like top four. And if you ask me, if you ask me for the top four voices in wrestling, or at least in WWF, I'm putting Bobby Heenan, Gene Okerlund, Gorilla Monsoon, and Howard Finkel as the top. You've got play by play, color analyst, ring announcer, backstage interviewer. I think those are the four best voices or most iconic from our era, at least. Here's Just something great... to throw out there. But here we go. We got the fa- uh, yeah. face off the uh, showdown here. Here's the line, the line from Monsoon. And we're off. Oh, try to slam him. Yep. Hogan, oh, oh. Hogan goes early. Barely just, slips out of there. Just snuck out the back door. But Andre's holding up two. He should be holding up three. Well, he doesn't know. That was a three count. He also called it the WWF Tag Team Championship. Well, he's a little old. He's he's on his way to going to the big ring in the sky here. He's old and he's French. (laughs) English isn't his first language. I'm trying to find... Well, uh, two and three is the same. I mean, two hands or three hands. I mean, there's no disputing what language that is. No, I was talking about when he called it the WWF Championship. Oh. I'm trying uh, the tag team titles. I'm trying to find a number. There's a a Twitter handle, and I I forget it. I'm following it right now. I I, I follow it. It's called WrestleTix. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I'm trying to... He hasn't... He also has a Patreon, and he's got the mania stuff, I think, behind the paywall. Oh, I hate paywalls. This should have been the first WrestleMania because I think I, I think WrestleMania, like you said, WrestleMania one was just like a proof of concept that a big super show would work, and then it worked. And then two was eh, it was it was there, but then this one was like the the start of you know WrestleMania, WrestleMania moments, everything, and now it's gone to crap. Oh, here we go. I, so I have a number as of God, March nineteenth. That's a long time ago. It's 10 days ago. Yeah. I have current setup slash capacity is 63,438. Vince is announcing 80 for sure. <laughs> when the capacity is 63,000? Yeah. Six, tickets distributed 58,000. Yeah. We're going to have to look more uh, a little closer to the event here. But yeah, no, he's definitely, everything's going to be over 80. So Andre's getting some instruction from 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 Heenan. You all right there, Madness? Oh, I'm all good here, guys. Yeah. You're not getting enough oxygen into your brain. No, it doesn't seem like it. You're fading. I usually don't. You know. Also wearing that hood over. You know that hood is, you know, making the room darker. 
and you, you're getting sleepier. Oh, no, this is cozy, man. I'm comfortable. I'm watching some wrestling with you clowns and just having a good time, you know. And we're going to cap this night off with, with Hogan Rock. So it's Hogan on the bookends. Because so when you mentioned Hogan here, you know, you know, I wanted to I wanted to pull this question out. You said do it during this. This is a perfect time. I, I was just going to throw now, it to you. Go ahead. So you all know my love for Shawn Michaels. Sarcasm. And he's called, exactly. he's called Mr. He's yeah. called Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. Now I disagree that he should be considered Mr. WrestleMania. I have a person in my head who I think is Mr. WrestleMania, but before I announce mine, I wanted to ask you two goons, who do you consider Mr. WrestleMania? If it is Shawn Michaels, tell me why, why you agree. If not, who is who would you put out there as Mr. WrestleMania if you had if you had to identify him? Well, I would it, if you're going to specific, you know, single out specific categories like worker, best matches, stuff like that. But I would have to say just from my childhood and now, I would have to say mine would probably be Undertaker. And I'll say that with this. Obviously the later years uh, he, after the streak was broken, I get it. He was older. The matches weren't great. But you always wanted to see The Undertaker, the entrance of The Undertaker. Because we all know WrestleMania, the entrances are bigger, the entrances are better. Obviously, you know, this early on WrestleMania three, it was just the ring. It was still iconic because you still had the extra little added. But now, obviously, with stadium shows. But I think The Undertaker and his streak, and also going on into it, after a while, you were like, well, he's just going to beat some of these guys. But, you know, I think of like Mark Henry or, you know, Kane and all these 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 people that he faced. And you're like, he could lose at any moment. It wasn't a guarantee that he was going to win. So that would be my answer. Well, it would be the Undertaker. Um, Dick? What do you say, Dick? Um, well, obviously, if you looked at it, if you looked at it like it was a sport, it would be The Undertaker because he has the best record at 25-2. The guy who has the moniker, Shawn Michaels, wrestled at 17 WrestleMania matches, has a record of 6-11. and 11. So 6-11 and 11 is not a very good record at WrestleMania. Yeah, but the wins matter. Do we do we care about that? Hulk Hogan in his twelve appearances, eight, three, and one. What was this one? It would have been I think it was the Sid match, wasn't it? No, that, uh, it was that match with Andre in the, the tournament match. Oh, that would be it. You're right. He did win by disqualification against yep. Sid. That's right. Yeah, no, it was the uh the the draw in the tournament. Yep. Correct. It was the draw in the tournament. Um my heart, to answer your question, my heart says that there's no WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. How could he mm. not be considered Mr. WrestleMania? But The Undertaker has the WrestleMania matches, 27 of them, out of the 38 that there's going to be after this weekend. He wrestled in 27 of them. So, 
while I'm not a huge Undertaker guy uh, at all, I don't know, outside of his matches with Shawn Michaels, I mean, there were there were some pretty hideous matches he had against Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy. Uh, I mean, he was a good shit. working big man, but I think we just sometimes we, we we fall in love with the nostalgia. But I think you have to. I would, I, I I would not put it on Hogan whatsoever. I would have to say Undertaker, you know, by default because he's he's wrestled in twenty seven of them. Uh, he's you know twenty five and two, uh, tremendous win loss record. Something that they didn't even they weren't even trying to do until like twelve. Then they figured it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I could also say McMahon because without McMahon, there's really no WrestleMania. <laughs> but um, you know, I, unfortunately, I have to choose the Undertaker just for the amount of matches that he has done and his longevity, but also, you know, one, a undertaker, one B Hogan. Cause still without Hogan, you know, Hogan's the reason for the season. I mean, for sure. But I, I think Hogan That's more true. or less just true, but, uh, but you me, could, you could say that baseball ahead, Joey, isn't please. there. You know, you could say any sport is not there because of the first person to do it. Well, he wasn't the so, first person. Well, he was just I, the biggest. That's what I mean. Like, early on, for the first couple of WrestleMania, he was the draw. He was the thing. So you could say that about anything. Um, so I don't know if I would have him in my top three. Madness? Who's Mr. WrestleMania? Well, it's going to be a little bit of a weird decision, but I went by whose matches were best quality for me and throughout their tenure. And for me, there's no better than Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. If you really think about it, I'm not going to go through all his matches, but if you really think about it, he had the, well, the what they consider the best, one of the best WrestleMania matches at WrestleMania 3 with Steamboat. He went through in four matches, winning the title at WrestleMania 4. He was in the main event with Hogan, WrestleMania 5. At WrestleMania 6, kind of a dud, but whatever, mixed tag. But then WrestleMania 7, he... He takes the ultimate warrior through an actually really good retirement match. And it's hard to make the ultimate warrior look really good, as we've talked about on this show. And then after that, you, you get WrestleMania the 8. Where you, what's that? You put Ultimate Warrior in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Not for his ring work, but <laughs> anywho. Uh, and then you got WrestleMania 8. We talked about the match earlier against Ric Flair, where he won the title. It was the, the, the When he won that match... If you watch the crowd pop when he won that man, he was Savage was still red hot. And what sucks ass is that it, the next year in Las Vegas, which should be your favorite WrestleMania, Joey Vegas, WrestleMania nine, they put Hulk or excuse me, Macho Man Randy Savage, a perfectly able and iconic wrestler as a, an announcer for that. And that WrestleMania was a, considered a, a shit show, a dud. And anyways, Macho Man Randy Savage is Mr. WrestleMania. And I'm also biased because he's my favorite. So, uh, Savage made 11 WrestleMania appearances. He went 7-4. and four, So, I don't think that's uh, 11 appearances. I think that's 11 matches. Sorry, including 11 the, matches. The, he went 7-4. Four. Four. Yeah, because he started out at WrestleMania 2 against Steel, and then he's had his last match in uh, WrestleMania 10 with yeah. the Crush and False Count Anywhere stuff. Yeah. That was... 
him and his friend having a good time. 11 matches, a 7-4 and four record for Savage. And would have gotten a few more had he, had Vince, you know, not given up on him. Thought he was too old. Should be a color commentator. And probably could have got a couple more had he come back and after WCW was bought out. But uh didn't happen that way. Because even Hogan got a couple more. And there's the slam. Oh, there it is. There it is. Slam her around Hogan the world. Hogan will tell you he ripped every muscle in his back, even though he still hits the leg drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hogan couldn't believe that he body slammed 700-pound Andre the Giant. And there's the three count. I mean, to be, to be fair, I don't think Andre was probably much help with that slam. No, but I watched a I watched the WWE Evil, which is some like documentary type show that they do where they talk about the some heels. Yeah. And the first, I went back because I missed the first seven episodes. I wanted to see who it was, who you know, who the who they were on. And one of them was the first one was Hollywood Hogan. So I'm like watching this, and Hogan's like, you know, it's and I. I I just knew that the time had come and I needed to be a bad guy. I was like, what? No, you didn't. <laughs> and the Bischoff's on there and he's like, yeah, I had to beg him. Okay. <laughs> you know? Well, Hogan's like, I could tell that the red and yellow was running its, run its course, man. And I, I knew I had to do something different. I'm like, brah, c- come on. I, I understand you, you could have been the bass guitarist for Metallica as well, but you were not that easy. It was not, you know, you knew it. That was completely different. He needed to be begged, pleaded, and then he still didn't do it. He still didn't agree to do it until after it was already started with Hall and Nash. And he realized, oh, this is hot. I got to get involved. <laughs> but he made it sound, if you watch it, if you watch WWE Evil, he makes it sound like oh, he knew. He knew a move had to be made. But that's not the case. He had to get begged. And it. So to the point where it had Sting as a backup option, just in case. So Hogan must pose, brother. That's the rule. Death taxes and Hogan must pose. How much did that have to suck? I mean, I know Andre probably couldn't walk to the back on his own anyway, but like you lose the match and then it, you know, then you have to, t- then you have to take the little ring back and you get the crap thrown on you again. <laughs> it's like... That's the price to pay to be a heel, man. That's all good heat. I mean, it is good heat. I mean, there are very few wrestlers, and Hogan is one of them, uh, when he turned, speaking of him turning, where you had the trash, throwing the trash heat. Now, I'm not including anybody in ECW, because there were a lot of heels in there that had death threats and people threatened to kill him outside the arenas for what they did. But, I mean, just the, you got to get some monster heat for people to throw trash. I know now you can't really do that, because... You'd be kicked out and arrested, but back then you could. Or I should say, they couldn't catch you. I wanted to check and see how many pay-per-view buys the show had. It's a much different time back then. Yeah, and peop- yeah, there w- it wasn't widely available. I don't there think. There were six and a half million homes wired up. A figure that's notable in and in 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 of itself because it doesn't match up to the pay-per-view buys historically been given for the show. In historical pieces in the Observer, the figure is usually given about four hundred thousand buys, but with six and a half million million home universe, that's not how it works out. Instead, it looks like WrestleMania did 
did either eight an 8.0% buy rate in 520,000 homes or a 10.2% buy rate in 663,000 homes. So there you go. I mean, that's a pretty good buy rate for only 6 million people in the country having cable. Or at least hooked up. I know I didn't have cable at this point. Uh, you were, what, four? Yeah. No cable. And if I did, I didn't remember, but I don't think I did. We had uh, just an over-the-air antenna. Back in the day... Kids are going right. to be listening to this and be like, what's an over-the-air antenna? No kids listen to this show. All right, so... How do you know? Oh, p- please. I know. Yeah, you don't know. My, I mean, my first wrestling moment is shortly after this match. Well, about a year after this match in, in 88, in February. So, Madness. You Yo. told us who your Mr. WrestleMania is. Macho Man, Randy Savage. What's your favorite... Uh, if you had to choose, gun to your head, what's your favorite venue? You know, and you think back, I got to say, I'm a sucker. Oh it's boy. not a very good WrestleMania. You are a sucker. That's for sure. I, that is true. But I like a good outdoor event. And I love Las Vegas. And I love Joey Vegas. So, <laughs> so I'm going WrestleMania 9, Caesars Palace. What better place to have WrestleMania outside in the desert with that just beautiful sky and desert heat and, and one of the greatest cities in the world. I love to set up the togas and all that junk. It was corny as hell, but I love that venue. I really did. Yeah, I could see that. I could see an outdoor venue. I could see why that would be your favorite. Uh, Vegas, you have one? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, I love everything in Vegas, and it's you know the very few now everything's outdoors, uh, WrestleMania wise mostly, or at least you know possibility of being outdoors with the roof uncovered. But um, I, I mean I don't I, it, it, it's gonna pay it's gonna really hurt me to say this. Oh, you gonna say the same thing I'm gonna say? Well, see that's the thing is I, I would be a homer and say the Rosemont Horizon, but I, I would think. I can't say it to you, to you, Dick. Go ahead. I can't, I can't say it. I mean, the, the venue for me has got to be Madison square garden because that's the home of one. That's the home of 10. That's the home of 20. And if it's didn't get this hair up his ass about doing stadiums, it would have been the home for 30. It'd have been the home for 40. Um, but unfortunately now we only do stadium favorite. Is that your favorite? Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to say that because you're a homer for New York. But no, but I I like that side entrance. I love that side entrance. And they did Royal Rumbles there. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yes. One of the best Royal Rumbles, 2000, was right there. Yeah. So I love that that side entrance uh, facing the hard cam. I love that entrance. So, yeah, I, I think Madison Square Garden is the venue uh, for WrestleMania, um, you know, just, you know, you had your reasons, the togas and the outdoors. I got my reasons. I got my reasons. Had, had held all the iconic, all, all the big ones. One, 10, 20, 20 was huge. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, look, look, you don't got to explain yourself. This is opinion based. You don't have to have an answer. You can say you liked it because you thought some Mexican guy in the crowd was hot. And the side, <laughs> I like the hard camera entrance. I mean, I, I, I do like that. I almost disqualify his opinion on this because I knew he yeah, was going to pick this. You were going to pick it too. Uh, <laughs> you were going to pick it too. <laughs> Yes. This is why you yes. threw it to me. <laughs> yes. It's a logical pick. It's a logical pick. I, but o- only for the venue's sake. Not in the, I mean, the WrestleManias were yes, big there, too. And you, but And if you go to Madison Square Garden in the concourse, in a glass case, they have a Hogan shrine. Yeah, and you got a heart on when you saw that one. There's we a there. boots. There's the shirt. I mean, there's a shrine to Hogan. So it's very cool. that That building... Is is synonymous with the WWF, even going back to when it was the WWF. Yeah, not so, so much anymore. But no, they can't even sell it, out the place. Well, it costs too much money to run there now. That's why they don't do live shows there anymore. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, MSG is is I, I hate MSG with a passion. But for WrestleMania venues, you know, if I wasn't going to be a homer and pick the Rosemont Horizon, uh, MSG would would be mine. Unfortunately. All right, so. Are you all right there, Madness? You're on mute, Madness. Yeah, I yeah. muted myself because I didn't want you guys to hear my uh, boisterous yawning. We can, we can we see you yawning. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, hey. he's going. Luckily, we're not live. Like, God, people guys, aren't watching this. Going, all this guy's doing is yawning. Yeah, well, you guys keep talking about MSG, boring the fuck out of me with that fucking Homer shit. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Let's two, go. Two two twenty nine oh six. Yep. We'll let everybody get there. We'll give you guys a minute to get there. It's Hogan Rock, WrestleMania 18, March 17, 2002. It's a date that Jim Ross says will he'll remember for the rest of his life. 17 years later, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, nine years later on Twitter, I asked him if you remember, and he said he had no clue. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I tweeted him, I, I'm giving you guys a chance to get there. WrestleMania 18, Hogan Rock. I tweeted him. I said, March 17th, 2002. Do you remember? And he replied, I do not. I said, well, that was the day you told us you'd remember for the rest of your life. It was Hogan Rock. And then he proceeded to block you. No, he replied back. He's like, many moments, very fast paced. I was like, all right, I get it. So, but yeah, he does say that. You probably won't hear it, um, you know, because we don't play the audio. So if you're. If you're doing a watch along, you won't hear it. But he does mention today being a date that he'll remember forever. I mean, to be fair, Jim Ross, if you asked him what was on last week's Dynamite, he probably wouldn't remember either. Probably so. not. Two hours, 29 minutes, and six seconds. Madness, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We got to get that guy a, a bump of cocaine. Get him through <laughs> this. I'll count down. Three, two, one, and we'll hit play, and we'll get going. Three, two, one, play. And it's the video package. The NWO. Oh, there it is. It wasn't a video package. It was Hogan's. Uh, that was the tail end of a video package. Slash Hogan's intro. I can do audio. You want me to do audio for this? Yeah, give it a shot. Whatever you want to do. I can do that. You could do that. I you have the that. you have the technology. I do. I have the technology, and we don't have to worry about getting in trouble. That's the best part. That's the best. Uh, yeah, I can be right there. That's fine. And also, we do have um, the uh, Pro Wrestling One Twenty, the fastest one hundred and twenty seconds. 
before we get out of here? Yeah, he's preparing to meet The Rock. It was supposed to be the passing of the torch, and The Rock was like, I'm going to Hollywood. Yeah. What? Uh, this is March. August is the eighth month. Five months later, he's losing the belt to Lesnar. Passing the torch as he's on his way out. Well, I mean, he made the right decision. He's the highest paid actor in, in Hollywood. Oh, no, no. I'm not. See ya. But this was supposed to be the passing of the torch match. And then The Rock ended up passing the torch five months later to Lesnar. He didn't want to hold the torch very long. Well, I don't know, man. I can't believe I can't believe how big The Rock blew up in in Hollywood. I never would have seen that coming. No, no, because all of the wrestlers that we know that went to do movies sucked, including like Hogan, Hogan. <laughs> yeah, including Hogan. Three Ninjas yeah. was it? Was it Three Ninjas that he did? Mister Nanny. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, video games to, to movies. Uh, wrestling to movies has traditionally been garbage. But then there's always a golden eye in there and the rock. So, you know, just a nerdy little analogy by me. Very. <laughs> so we have Hogan waiting on the rock. And then we, we will go. We'll go into the audio here when... The Rockets in the ring because it's the match itself is okay. It's the crowd and it's the moment Hogan hulks up that really takes this match into a new stratosphere. But the wrestling on it is oh yeah meh. It shows you that you can create a. a with wrestling, it doesn't have to be a Meltzer 7-8 star rating match to be the best match on the card. I mean, you have so many like elements to wrestling that you, you just don't... It's what's great about it is you don't need to just be a worker to, to get over and, and get a match over. This is insane. And the crowd, man, I don't know. You know, I don't know how it worked out, but it did. Well, I mean, that's that's that your crowd was on. What, what you just said is is the exact difference between wrestling, pro wrestling, and sports entertainment. This is sports entertainment. This is getting characters over and just living in the moment. Pro wrestling is more of what Meltzer five star matches, where the match was good. They told a story in the match, not necessarily outside of the match. All right, here we go. Let's follow this. Chanting for Hogan. A mixed reaction here at WrestleMania. I can tell you from talking to The Rock earlier today, he was a big Hulkamaniac as a young man. Look at this. And look at the flash balls. 
This is a WrestleMania moment. On March 17, 2002, you can circle that date on your calendar. Because I can tell you it's going to be a day that I'm never going to forget. You lied to me, Jim Ross. <laughs> you did forget. All right, here we go. Don't call Steve Austin supposedly pissed off he wasn't in this. No, man. Maybe. I mean, this would have been, yeah. I mean, it should have probably been. Let's listen to the crowd here. Hogan, Hogan's going to throw him off. What an unbelievable pop. I mean, this crowd, red hot for this match. It's Hogan's first Mania back since, what, 93? Yeah, since, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine years. WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. It's crazy how they pop here, this this crowd. Nine years. God, it's nothing, right? It's nothing. I mean, this match was 20 years ago. Hogan was late for nine years. I remember it felt like an eternity. Yeah, if you think of what happened, like, nine years ago in wrestling now, it was like, that wasn't that long ago. No, yeah, but the business had changed so much. or nods his head, you got it. Certainly a mixed reaction here. I'm sure much will be spoke of and written about that. Do you think, do you think Nick Ford, where are you guys tracking just to update our listeners? I am at uh, 236, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Where are okay. you? I'm right there with you. Okay. Hogan dropping the big forearms across the back. I know a lot of people feel like, and I understand the argument, Stone Cold's the biggest star the business has ever seen. Okay, you could You could put up a great argument. But why is Hogan is... Hogan was the greatest babyface and the greatest heel. And that's something Stone Cold Steve Austin cannot say. And Hogan can. So and, and literally it's just it's like two he like made two legendary characters out of himself. He you mm-hmm. thought he would just ride off into the sunset with the red and the yellow and just be remembered as that fucking hero. And then he comes back, and he becomes one of the best, most iconic heels. And not just I mean, his look and everything is just equally as iconic. Like, that was his, as big a character as what he was. I know he needed that old character, but he just, man, that was, he took the right, he made the right move going over there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I love this one. Hogan struggles. To, he tried. He tried. He tried to go over the top rope. He's like, you know what, brother? I'm just going to take a pot underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, there's no, I mean, come on. He, he did. You, you nailed it on the head. He created two iconic looks. The red and yellow, tearing the shirt off, and then the black beard. Still rocking the Fu Manchu, but he did the black beard with the lightning pants and the Hollywood moniker. Uh, he still tore the shirt off, but the shirt was black. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when they turned to Austin, it was the one of the biggest mistakes the company ever made. And um, a lot of people say it killed the territory when they turned to Austin, and Austin shook McMahon's hand at uh, whatever WrestleMania number that was. 17. 17. That was the yeah. that was the great the greatest of all time, but yeah. a shitty ending to be honest. Yeah. No one wanted to see that heel turn. No. No. You can't make it you, you could almost not you couldn't make a character like Daddy Heel. No. Like the, he they tried. Is, he was they tried it well, he was initial character was supposed to be a heel, but they started cheering him. So you can't that 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 type of uh, character can't be I don't know. You'd have to completely change his his look and everything and it's not going to happen. Do you think in, you know, with Stone Cold and the heel, do you think it hurt him because he was with The Rock? Two, I mean, obviously The Rock was a heel as well uh, in the nation um, and, and later on as well. But do you think it hurt to have either two, you had, one of them had to be a heel. Like it worked, but I think maybe it was just, they didn't want both people to be, at the top, because you know, two two fan favorites don't really fight each other that often. You usually have to have an antagonist uh, and a heel to be opposite of a good face, good baby face. Right. And and they blew that. They blew that at WrestleMania four. At WrestleMania four, they chose to have the Hogan Andre rematch, right? But who was in the tournament? Was Steamboat and Savage? Wouldn't it have been cool to see the Savage Steamboat rematch in that tournament as opposed to that Hogan and Andre? Or were they just trying to get money from how big that was last time they had to build that match? And if they had both, it would look like it's a too too much of a duplicate show what they just put on. You know what I'm talking about, Dick? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yep. Do you think they should have rolled with Steamboat Savage or should they, did they have well, to Well, yeah, I mean, the they Hogan? could have because as long as you get to, you know, you're still going to you find a way to get to, obviously, Savage and DiBiase, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, obviously, Savage wins the match that time. And, yeah. But I don't know. No, they're I, both I mean, baby faces. I, I think they could have done it again. I, did, I wonder if uh, your boy Pritchard ever uh, answered why they didn't do that. There's got to be a to. reason. They didn't, they didn't need to. We didn't need to. I don't know. I think it's because they were both baby faces this time. At WrestleMania 3, Savage was still a heel. Yeah. And I, I don't think they wanted to do too much face-face, heel-heel. Oh, the Hogan back rake. The vicious Hogan back nobody, rake. Nobody rakes a back like Hogan. No. No. The business is a work, baby. Imagine if you had, like, a nice itch on your back, and where's Hulk Hogan right now? <laughs> <laughs> They should have made Hulk Hogan back scratchers, dude. That would have been so cool. They would have sold like mad. And it played like it played like uh, noises and shit when you scratch. Feeling good, brother. Feel good, brother. That'd be awesome. A talking you know back scratcher. 
Yeah, talking back scratcher. Who who wouldn't want one? You don't know what it's going to say. It's behind you. It spooks you a little bit, maybe, you know. So, I mean, Hogan's even biting foreheads here and he's getting baby face pops. This is because of the Hogan hasn't been here in nine years. Yep. It's called nostalgia. Yeah. Ironically, it's the American hero they remember, but it's in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- this match, you, you wanted, it was supposed to be, you know, the big heel of Hogan and the big, uh, you know, baby face of the rock. And it just ended up just the crowd loved both of them equally. Well, yes, because uh, a few weeks before this, I we all watched him, uh, Hogan, drive a semi-truck through the ambulance yeah. that The Rock was in. At it the was Rosemont Horizon. Clearly a heel move. Yes. Okay? You don't, cre- you, know, you don't commit vehicular manslaughter or <laughs> attempted vehicular manslaughter uh, and not be a heel, but you kind of had to know that in this moment... In this venue, on this show, this was going to be Hogan's reaction. I feel like you had to know. I didn't know any of this when I was watching it. I remember watching this match. And actually, funny story, we were talking about the black box. This was the last pay-per-view that I was able to get on the black box. Oh, really? After this, yep, this was the last one I watched. I had some, some friends over, and after this was backlash, and I was like, uh, this ain't working. It was weird because uh, I had to drive five five minutes to my aunt's house. The pla- her black box still was working; it was still functioning. So I'd have to go to my aunt and say, "Hey, tape this over here." That's oh, how is I it did because the they went year. digital? Yeah, so I had to I had to go ahead and pay, and I was like, "Nope." It was perfect timing because right after this, to me, I know you're going to argue about this ruthless aggression era stuff that happened right after this, but I this is that after this is when I started declining my fandom here, like. It was, I gave it another year and I believe I started falling out of it. And, but, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a defender of the ruthless. I think the ruthless aggression uh, era was the last great era. It I wasn't it obviously was as good as the attitude era, but oh. it was still very good. What do we call this era right here? Is this still attitude or is this ruthless aggression? Cause this I don't is think still ruthless attitude. Ag- ruthless aggression doesn't come until June of 2002. It's in a few yeah, months now. I was at that show at uh, the SmackDown. Yeah, so was I. Wait. Yeah. yeah so Where John Cena made his debut. Yeah. And yeah. What makes you think you could wrestle Kurt Angle? Ruthless aggression. And he slapped him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was three days before that. SmackDown is when McMahon cut the promo in the ring and said that the new era is going to be ruthless aggression. Do you mm-hmm. have ruthless aggression? Will you reach up and grab... You know, my imaginary brass rings and, you know, that whole promo. And then that was on Raw three days prior to that John Cena debut. So, yeah, that was the start of the ruthless aggression era. And here is, uh, there was uh, one of uh, Dick Ford's greatest things, ref bumps. He loves them. Oh, yeah. Ref bumps are my favorite. You love ref bumps? I love them really when they happen in the first match, the fourth match, the fifth match, the sixth match, the seventh match, match and the eighth match. If you're watching New Japan, those are my. Uh, this is what I love. The oh, ref yeah, bumps. all right. First, first of all, New Japan only has ref, bump, ref bumps when House of Torture, okay, evil is in the ring. Everything yeah. else, there's no ref bumps. All right. So when should we go? We're gonna we're gonna go back into the audio of this, but I want to do it when. Well, that was that looks slow. Hogan was the falling in slow motion right there. 
Uh, Madness, are you still with me here? Uh, 245, 51, 52, 53, 54? Yep. Okay. Good to go. You're still awake? I'm wide awake. Okay. So I I want to go back to the audio when Hogan starts to hulk up because that's when you're going to hear a massive pop and then the, the two-count kick out. It's just... Un- He's tapping. Unbelievable, the two count. I, I think the Rock's sharpshooter is always funny looking. I don't think he did it very well. No? I don't know. It looks goofy and fake. I mean, he Bret did Hart. it. Uh, well, Bret- it's all fake. He did it at uh, Survivor Series 98. Remember when they when they did the repeat of the Montreal Screwjob at the end of the uh, Deadly uh, Game yeah. Tournament? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's where he started doing it, I believe. Yeah. From that, you're right. Yeah. And then Vince, like, Vince rang, rang the bell, and they... Ooh. And they cheer you know, a low blow. I, yeah, I, I like that Survivor Series '98. The tournament. Uh, I love. Oh, it's a rock bottom. I loved it. Yeah, I loved the tournament. I remember watching that well, on pay per view. What, what's ironic is, and I didn't love King of the Ring or nothing, but I, I the, those pay per views like WrestleMania Four and that Deadly Game, whatever they called it, Survivor Series '98. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Vibes. I enjoyed those tournaments. I really you, did. Wait, you didn't? You didn't enjoy King of the Ring? It was all right. As some of them were. I mean, overall, if you really go through them, what was so good about it? Are you going to watch the Owen the Owen Cup? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. No, at least you're honest. I mean, I don't think he even knows what it is. I like tournaments. I, oh, I love tournaments. I love tournaments. But I, this Owen Cup, though, should be awesome. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, so uh, Rock's going to – it's going to be a three – it's going to be a two-count – that uh, Hogan's going to kick out of, and then we're going to get the big, uh, the big hulking up moment. But I think Hulk, I think Rock has to take the belt to him first. I'm surprised you don't like tournaments, Madness. Why? Because my name is March Madness, Mike March Madness. <laughs> is your middle name March? Yeah, it is. Did you know that? You didn't know that? No, I, I didn't know your initials were. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's what they say when I walk by. And- oh, very good. Well played there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I just, I don't know. I always just figured all of us old school fans were into tournaments, I guess, because of the King of Ring and stuff. I, here it is. No, I didn't. Now I'm cutting you off. Here it is. Here it comes. This two count. That kick out and the exasperation of the crowd when it wasn't three. Magic. Magic. There it was. You know what had to suck for the, the two matches after this to, to try to follow this shit? 
Yeah. One of, the, one, the one after this, I believe, was a triple threat women's match. Yeah, then it was, what, Jer- Jericho, Triple H? Triple H, Jericho is the main event. Should they have saved Should they have saved this for the end of the show? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you can make the argument, but that was for the title, so it should go on last. Yeah, yeah. I always think the title match should be the last match. And then I think it's a year later where Triple H loses to Booker T, even though he should have, he should have, I mean, he beat Booker T, even though he should have lost to Booker T. That was at WrestleMania 19 when they did the whole you're black and not good enough angle and then beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. You're a convict, and you went to prison, and you're not like me because I'm white and you're black. And then we're gonna go to WrestleMania, and I'm still gonna beat you with the pedigree. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I'm not super sensitive, so I can be okay with that angle. But I mean, Booker T should win the match. I you, mean, you booked it to have him win the match. You, you're gonna make him play this semi-racist character, and, and you're gonna. Win? Like, yeah, no, uh, you don't do that angle. I, I, I'm not soft either, okay. But yeah. you don't do that angle and then beat him. That's you're doing that angle to to elevate yeah. him, and he's supposed to beat Triple H. It's like awkward when when he wins. It's like, oh, <laughs> see, company. I told you what you they, weren't good enough. What are they doing here? Yeah, see, see, you're black, you're a convict, and you weren't good enough, and I beat you in the middle of the <laughs> ring. There's your WrestleMania moment. <laughs> yeah. The Pro Wrestling 120, the fastest 120 seconds in pro wrestling. Everybody, it's John JCD Demaselli of Kicking a Classic with JCD at KITCWJCD here for the PW120. And I got to tell you guys, I am a lot more excited and a lot more hyped for WrestleMania this year than I was two weeks ago. And that's because WWE has done a better job of getting me invested in this show. For the two nights, I am locked in. I am ready to go. Every night is going to have something for everybody. I think the matches are going to be spaced out. I think the only mistake they're making is not putting on the women's on separate nights. Having them both on night one could be a mistake unless there is something up. This WrestleMania is going to have something for everybody. The in-ring is going to be amazing. There's not really a dud as far as an in-ring match on this show. There's celebrity with Pat McAfee and Johnny Knoxville. There's Old school in history with Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's the spectacle of the return of Cody Rhodes. The winner-take-all aspect of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And plus, at the end of the day, it's still WrestleMania. What are we going to get? What surprises will there be? Who will appear that's not advertised? And I think WWE's got one more big surprise up their sleeve for this show. And what I think it's going to be... After Roman Reigns, in my prediction, defeats Brock Lesnar to unify the titles, I think we're getting the confrontation that most of us have been waiting for and expect for next year. I honestly believe, true as day, that WrestleMania 38, night 2, Sunday night, will go off the air with The Rock confronting Roman Reigns 
to begin the build to WrestleMania Hollywood for next year. Enjoy the show. I know I will. I'm John JCD Dimasari for the PW120. Catch you guys next time. So there it is. Rock beats Hogan. Bunch of bullshit. Hogan should have won. But Hogan does end up going on. A, he gets a title run here in the next month. The Undisputed Championship. Beats Hunter, I think, at Backlash, if memory serves me correctly. So he gets a run with the Undisputed title, gets dragged on the back of Undertaker's bike, and Rock eventually drops the belt to Lesnar at SummerSlam on the East Coast. I think it was at the Prudential Center, maybe, in New Jersey. And then uh, Rock's off to go do movies, and Lesnar's going to be around until WrestleMania 20, and then he's leaving, and... There you and go. It all just begins to go to shit from there. There you go. Don't listen to so, him, folks. The ruthless aggression era was was pretty decent. It birthed. No, it birthed John Cena. Exactly why I hate it. That's why that, I, anything that birthed John Cena, his mother, whatever, fuck them all. Now, see, I, I, I have developed an appreciation for John Cena. Now that he's gone, uh, but and that guy was good, and he was good when he did his rapper stuff, and uh, you know, the fruity pebbles multicolored stuff was kind of stupid. But looking back now, I mean, that guy's a star. He's a star. Yeah, he is. But you know, he doesn't mean I have to like him. No, it doesn't mean you have to like him. It just shows ignorance that you don't. He's he's the last star. <laughs> That WWE will ever make. Well, Reigns is going to try. No, Cena was the the last star that's bigger than the company. Reigns, they're going to try with Reigns. No, they're not. They don't want Reigns to be bigger. That's why he's going to lose to Lesnar. No, he's not losing to Lesnar. He is. No, mm-hmm. he's going to lose it. Come on. And then they're going to yeah, they're going to split it back up. Well, they're definitely going to split it back up. They've already told us that. But um, no, I I don't think he's going to lose. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win simply because he said on Monday night, I've, I haven't beaten Lesnar at WrestleMania. And he's beaten Lesnar before, but he hasn't beaten Lesnar at WrestleMania. Here's my thing. If, you're, if you've already got commitment from The Rock to do next year's WrestleMania in L.A. versus Reigns for the title, then Reigns wins. If you don't have that guarantee, Lesnar should win. Do we have any closing arguments? That we like to bring to the table on on any any WrestleMania things that we think we need to get over because we think we're right, but we're probably not. Who knows? I think that I did want to ask before we got out of here uh, real quick. What do you guys consider? And let's end this show on a negative note. Fuck it. What do you consider the worst or maybe most overrated WrestleMania, in your opinion? We said what was underrated before, but we never got to what we thought was the absolute pit of shit. WrestleMania. Um, 11. I got to go with 11. 11. Uh, I can't even tell you what the main event was. It was the, it was uh, Lawrence Taylor. It was Bigelow and, and Lawrence Taylor. Bigelow. That was the main event. event. And right before that was Michaels against Diesel. Oh, yeah. That's trash. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, awful, that's trash. That's an the awful. Only other one, the other one that would contend a little bit for me would be WrestleMania 13. But that was saved by the uh, Austin Hart. Match, yeah, uh, so. yeah, yeah. That see that that mania 
gave us an all-time moment. Um, that was in Chicago as well, I believe. Yeah, that yes, it was. Yep. That that Mania gave us an all-time moment. WrestleMania 11 did not. I'm sorry, but Lawrence Taylor doing a, a shoulder tackle off the middle rope is not an iconic moment, and I'm a Giants fan, and I love Lawrence Taylor. You know, I, I mean, he could do no wrong, even if she is underage, but <laughs> um, that's not iconic moments. And WrestleMania 11 didn't give us any. Sad part is, though, Madness, when you ask us these questions, you're asking us these questions where we are basically only going to remember up to a certain point. Yeah, And then it's like 24, WrestleMania 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I don't remember any of them. Be real. Me me neither. But be be realistic here. Like, you know, we're going to be talking about in our on our shows WrestleMania twenty and back. So let's just set a WrestleMania twenty cap because I you guys don't know what happened after that. Thirty is the only run, one I remember. Thirty thirty is one that I do remember. Uh, I remember some of the the one in San Francisco a little bit as well. One of them, I think. 31, oh yeah, because they did Sting uh, Sting Triple H that night. Sting Triple H. Yes, yeah, when, when Vince had to remind us once again that he won the war. Yeah, of course, you know, yeah. and then DX was there, and yeah, that was NWO, uh, NWO was, was there. That was the cash in night with Rollins, Reigns, and Lesnar. I believe that was all the same WrestleMania. I believe. Yeah. Might be what was that? Twenty nine, thirty one, thirty one. I, I think it's thirty one. But I also know that it's true. I don't know this WrestleMania very well, but WrestleMania twenty eight, twenty seven, or twenty eight, whatever the one, the Miz one at the end, uh, is traditionally talked about by most wrestling fans as the worst WrestleMania. One of them. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, the Miz no is one of the best. Miz is one of the best performers of all time. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go out and say that. <clears throat> Ford gets mad at me when this I will say be the that. last time Vegas is on the show. <laughs> We like to thank him, and we, we wish him luck he in is, his future he endeavors. He is the most must see WB. Right, we gotta get out of here. We've been on the show for an hour and a half. We gotta go. Already an hour and a half. I, I gotta go to sleep or something here. Yeah, so. you've been yawning for the last thirty five minutes. So thirty five hour right. thirty five. <laughs> so he's gotta go to those bed. Were, those uh, were Vegas to go Those eat. were not yawns. I muted my mic and I was screaming. That's I'm what sure. I was doing. I'm you sure it was like a howling yawn. yawn. I'm sure. My... <laughs> That's what I did. All right, we're back in a couple of weeks. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Also, you can support the show by buying a shirt. If you need to know the website, it's shopmarkside.com. That's right, shopmarkside.com. Buy the logo shirt. It's up. It's available right now. Um, you will. That link will link you to the Pro Wrestling Tea Store where you can buy... Uh, the Mark Side of the Ring shirt. And if you want, you can buy a Ford in Vegas shirt if you want to support the Ford in Vegas show. Um, but yes, shopmarkside.com is the place to go. That link is working. Goes right to our Pro Wrestling Tea store. Buy a shirt, support the show. We appreciate you. And uh, the Instagrams are always open. The tweets and the, the DMs are always open on Instagram at Mark Side of the Ring. On Twitter, at Mark Side of Ring. That's right, Mark Side of Ring on Twitter. Mark Side of The Ring on Instagram. And for Madness, for uh, Mike March Madness, for Vegas, I'm Ford. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for another edition 
of Mark's side of the ring. Enjoy WrestleMania 38 if you're watching. If you're not, there's a ton of old WrestleManias you can watch and enjoy. Just don't watch and 11. So, goodbye. <laughs> and good night. Bye.